So lesson number one, I don't have my whiteboard. Catch trends before most people. You'll make a hell of a lot more money. If you study economics, I didn't go to college, but I did go for like one quarter and one class said, in the long run, there's no excess profits in anything. Okay, how is everybody today? I'm gonna be talking on social media. I do a little bit of that and uh, how I think is relevant for affiliates. So, and I think my official title is um, edutainment. So, how many people here are affiliates and use some form of social media besides Facebook ads? Anybody? How many people here use social media besides Facebook ads as an affiliate? Anybody? We have a few. Okay. So let me give a little background about myself, and I think maybe that'll help. And I'm going to take a lot of questions because I find that to be the best for this kind of thing. So I've been an entrepreneur for a while. I started with Google Ads in 2002, a month after it came out. I got lucky. I just stumbled on a course by Corey Rudel. Anybody ever heard of Corey Rudel? He had this course for like $500, and I was broke. I was living in a mobile home, sleeping on a couch. I didn't have a room in Clayton, North Carolina, and I was browsing the internet. I don't even think I had a laptop on somebody's phone, and I came on this advertisement of this guy, and he was on the beach, and it had a picture, and he said, I made, I think, either $28,000 or $38,000 today in Hawaii. And um, when you're broke, you're not that cynical, right? Because you're already at the bottom, so you're like, it could be a scam, but this guy can't scam me because I don't have much money. So I gave him all the money I had saved up at the time, which was $500, and I got this three-ring binder in the mail a couple days later. And I believe this was around 2002-ish, maybe 2003. And the book was how to do internet marketing. And I don't remember anything about it, and I don't even think that I got that much from it, except it said there's a new thing called Google Ads. And so I went there and I started messing around with it. And at the time I was working in sales. So back up a second, when I was broke, I went to my uncle, my mom, I was raised by a single mom. Nobody in my family ever made more than a hundred grand. I don't think, except one uncle one time had made 120 grand as a car salesman. So he was the resident money expert in my family. So I called uncle Bill. I called him. I said, what should I do, man? I'm broke. I'm sleeping on a couch. I don't have a car, I don't have a college degree, I don't have much prospects, I feel like I missed out on life. All my friends went to college. I went and lived on an Amish farm for two years, so all my skills were milking cows, horses I know a lot about, but I don't know anything about making money. So he said, listen to me, Ty, if you don't have a college degree, you gotta get commission sales, that's it. It's the only way you can make money, real money. And I said, well, what do I sell? And he goes, cars or financial products? And I was like, I do not want to sit on a car lot because I had seen how he did it 12-hour, 14-hour days sitting there selling cars. So I flipped through the yellow pages and I found the biggest ad. I figured the guy who was the richest in financial services in Raleigh, North Carolina was the guy with the biggest yellow page ads. And it was this dude, Mike Stainback. I'll never forget, it was like a full-page ad. So I called his office and his secretary answered and I kind of pretended, maybe this is unethical, but I pretended like I needed help financially, financial planner, but of course I had no money. Really, I just wanted to meet the owner. So I I made an appointment, didn't have a car, so I got like a ride there, didn't have a suit. So I found a suit from Salvation Army that had, I remember it had like shoulder pads. You remember that? 
I got like a 1980s woman's, probably a woman's suit. I didn't know better. I'm wearing this, and it was like purple or something in my, I don't know why nobody told me I shouldn't wear that, but I walked in this office, and I went in the back room, and Mike Stainback was sitting there in a chair. I'll never forget, I had this big mustache. He looked like Tom Selleck. And I said, I said, Mike, you don't know me, but I figure you must be rich because you can afford a $30,000 ad in the yellow pages. And I said, if you teach me what you know, I'll work for you for free. And he was sitting in his chair kind of like looking at me side eye while I talked to him. And he just slowly turned the chair like a mafia boss, just, and he went, I've been looking for someone like you for 30 years. Come back in the morning, and I got a job for you. And I was like, I can't believe this worked. I, I just said a few sentences to a stranger. So as I was walking out the door, he goes, one more thing. And I turned around, and this is in the south. So that I, I, grew, I was born in Los An- Long Beach, California. So I wasn't used to these sayings. He said, Ty, I'm going to tell you, if you listen to what I say, one day you're going to hug my neck. I'll never forget that. That was his way of saying, I'm going to teach you some good stuff. So I showed up in the morning, and I thought he was going to have, I had you know, my dreams of a big glass corner office he was going to give me in this office building. And I showed up and he had a, he goes, here's your office. And it was, he had cleaned out a filing cabinet closet, not even all the closets. He had stuck a teeny little desk, two of these, maybe podium size. And I sat in the chair and I remember being like, all right, I can get used to this. No windows. He closed the door. It was, I don't know, 10 by five or something. And I tried to lean my chair back, and it was like being in the last seat in the airplane. It just went back one inch and because there was a wall right there. And he gave me a cold call list, and he said, start calling this list. Any of you ever done cold calling? It's not the world's greatest or most fun thing, especially one of the lists was to call about life insurance. So you get to call people at 6 o'clock when they're eating, when they don't want to hear from you. Hey, I'm a stranger, sir. Do you want to spend a lot of money now so that when you die, a lot of other people get money, but you get none while you're alive? It's a hard sell. (laughs) Fortunately for me, I learned to sell selling that, and everything's been downhill for the rest of my life. Everything you guys are selling, trust me, unless you're doing life insurance leads, it's a disaster to sell cold call. But I figured out some techniques, and that is when I stumbled upon that internet ad, sitting in that little closet. Corey Rudel got that course. And all of a sudden, I realized I can generate leads online. So I made my little Google. I had this page. It's still up, I think. It's called Life Insurance Tricks. I bought a domain on GoDaddy. I don't think there were seven bucks back there. They used to be a little more, right? They were like $50 or something. Bought that, made an ad, made a long-form sales page, long. It was probably 5,000 words or something. And at the end, it had a little form. The next day I came back, this, some of you affiliates will appreciate this. Guess what a click in financial services used to cost? About 20 cents. Right now, life insurance leads about 17 bucks a click. I used to be able to spend 20 cents and put it, well, my cost to make $1,500 commission sales used to be 100 bucks in financial service. So I was like, wait a second, this thing could work. I spend 100, I make 1,500. So that was the beginning of the click in my brain that this is better than car sales. You know, car sales, you sit there, sell someone a car, drive around with strangers, maybe die. Did you guys see that prank that a guy did, went to a car salesman, but it was actually a Formula One driver? 
And they put a little thing in and they said, can I test drive the car with, it was like a Camaro or something. And he took off. It's one of the funniest, the guy's face sitting next to him. So I didn't want to be that car salesman. Now I'm spending a hundred, making 1500. Right now you have to spend about 1300 to make 1500 in the same business. So lesson number one, I don't have my whiteboard. Catch trends before most people. You'll make a hell of a lot more money. If you study economics, I didn't go to college, but I did go for like one quarter and one class said, in the long run, there's no excess profits in anything. New entrants enter into the game, they're more sophisticated. So in 2008, fast forward seven years later, I got in the Facebook beta advertising program. Again, not really because I was smart, but I kind of stumbled into it. I was <laughs> at a conference or somebody, and someone was like, there's a new thing coming out, Facebook ads. And I'm like, all right, let's try. I was doing MySpace ads before then. 2015, I got into YouTube ads. Now, I wasn't the first, and you don't have the, one of the things that I'll say about trends, Alan Nation was my second mentor, and he said, Ty, never be the first or the last to try a new trend. So a lot of you in this room, there's some things you can do in social media that are already being done, but not by that many people. So there's still a big opportunity there outside of just Facebook ads. And I'll get to that in a second on a strategy. I, got, I was one of the first people. So I got into YouTube early. Who here has seen any of my YouTube videos ever? On purpose or not wanting to? Sorry about that. <laughs> I looked today. I just passed on. I would show it, but I can't get this screen to show. I just passed 1.1 billion minutes watched on YouTube. So it's a lot. There's a lot of power in YouTube. Not just YouTube, Facebook, of course. So catching trends relatively early. You might not get $100, you know, cost to make $1,500 sale, but there's still big, big spreads and disparities. I mean, crypto right now. Who here is doing crypto? Crypto watch? Crypto watch. Yeah, I was there at their little, their talk a couple days ago. Right now, I got a buddy. He put, what he put in? 340000 in February. He sent me a screenshot. He's got $19.9 million today. They're not bad. They're not bad. No game. Again, you watch, that profit, excess profit will go away. So one of the things, a practical takeaway that I feel like, I don't, how long do I have to talk? I'm not sure. But one of the practical things I'd like you to take away from this is be a trend catcher, whether it be in crypto. And we live in a world that's highly cynical and some of that cynicism is justified. There's a lot of scams out there, but I will tell you, you will occasionally take one or two steps backwards catching new trends, but you will go 100 steps forward in my experience. I rarely, if you have a little bit of common sense, which I know is no longer common in the world, but if you have a little bit of common sense, you will catch trends when most people still think that they're, you know, people still think in crypto is BS, you know? It's funny. Jamie Dimon, you know who this guy is? He, he announced that Bitcoin is a... Ponzi, pyramid, whatever you want to call it, right? Simultaneously, I know I'm friends with a guy named Brock Pierce, who's the head of the Bitcoin Foundation. So I was over at Brock's house and we were talking about this. Well, I don't know if Brock's doing it, but Jamie Dimon simultaneously hired, I think, 100 blockchain developers to build out his own trading desk for crypto. See, Jamie Dimon's tricky. If you're in a room or at a table in Las Vegas, and after 30 minutes you haven't figured out who the sucker in the room is, you're the sucker. So all Jamie Dimon's kind of tricky. He's like, oh, crypto sucks. And then simultaneously, he's playing a poker hand that 
build me crypto. I got to make money in this. The number one ETF of 2017, I was just reading this yesterday, highest returning ETF exchange trader fund was one that was in crypto. But the profit's going to become trickier as smarter people get it. Same with affiliate marketing and same with social media. I saw it right now. 2001, you're buying 10 cent clicks. 2018, you're buying $17 clicks. Facebook ads, when I turned on Facebook ads in 2008, I don't know if I was the first person, but I was, I was in their beta. It wasn't available. I remember I went, I lived on Hollywood. Who's ever been to Hollywood? You ever been to Hollywood and Vine? It's the most famous intersection in Hollywood. It's been in the more, most movies. And years ago, I thought it'd be cool to live there. So I lived there. And then I also discovered it is also the loudest corner in Hollywood. Dude, it would wake me up at four in the morning, six in the morning, eight in the morning. But one night when I was in that condo or apartment, I went down to eat sushi and I came back and I made like $19,000 from Facebook ads profit. And I was like, well, all right, I, I need to go eat sushi more often. I'm making 20 grand in an hour. And it's not like that anymore. Facebook ads is still good, but who here is doing Facebook ads? Yeah. So all the money in this game of life is purely catching trends. And if you look at Fortune, uh, if you look at Forbes list people, I was lucky enough, I had dinner with Steve Ballmer, me and him. He owns the Clippers, but he also built Microsoft with uh, Bill Gates. And he's worth $33 billion. The richest guy. I've, I've hung out with some... Ballers, he's the next level. There's not many people, but once again, what did he do? Microsoft, computing. You got to catch the trends very early. Here in Vegas, last time I was here, I was with the Forbes list guy who built Poker Stars. You guys know Poker Stars? He sold it for five billion cash. Again, one of the first people in poker. So try to figure out like what can you be first at or in the first wave. It's actually first wave. You don't need to be first. There's something for, if you took, we took a moment of silence for a second. And everybody here thought, what is something you could be first wave? I guarantee there's something. It could be crypto. It could be something affiliate marketing. It could be SMS marketing. That one hasn't caught on as much as it should have caught on for affiliates because people are afraid of some things. But SMS marketing is for real. American Idol had made $100 million through texting. That's, that's how they were making their money. Now, it wasn't SMS marketing per se, but it was similar. So you should think about it. Let's, let's do a little, while I'm talking for a second, I'm going to come back to this. If anybody's willing to share a trend, but write something down, even if you don't want to share it. Because I'd like to go through a few trends. Yes. Tiny houses. Good. That's a trend. I know a guy named Andy Lee that was doing that a long time ago, but it still hasn't caught on, and it, it's a big trend. What else? Anybody else? Yes, sir. Cannabis. Marijuana. Yeah, that's a trend. That's for sure. People are making tons of money in marijuana. I, that is, for, and especially with the law changes. What else? Backpacks. Oh, backpack. Russell, you guys know Russell Brunson? So he told me, he, he, I got a, a, a show, a business show. So he was on the show last month. And he told me, I said, what's something you've seen somebody do this year that's really killed it? And he goes, well, this guy who had never sold online, made a Shopify account. And of course, this is verified income because he owns, I'm sorry, ClickFunnels. So he owns ClickFunnels. He can see what's making money. 
So this guy started selling, experimenting and selling flashlights, survivor flashlights. And he made 20, was it 21 million so far? It wasn't even in the whole year at good margins. So that's what I'm saying. Now that's something flashlights per se is not necessarily sound cutting edge, but it, you can take something old and make it cutting edge by adding the word survivor. Also, I was like, oh, I don't want a fucking flashlight. I need a survivor flashlight. Somehow it, the lens magically makes me survive yeah, as opposed to a regular flashlight. I don't know what a survivor flashlight does, but when you see the news, North Korea, people are buying. People are buying. They're worried about nuclear holocaust. Some of you right here should be on ClickFunnels. And I don't, I don't get paid at all. I'm not, I should get paid for promoting this stuff, but I'm Shopify if you want. Get on there and use some of your affiliate skills to catch those trends too, you know? So if you're interested in Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and want to learn how to make money with Bitcoin, I'm opening up a brand new Bitcoin crypto academy for you. Crypto is starting to fundamentally change everything from currencies to the very structure behind the internet. And if you don't understand it, you will be left behind. Remember, if you had put $100 into Bitcoin in 2010, you would have over $100 million right now. I don't want you to miss out on the coming opportunities offered by Bitcoin in the cryptocurrency space. So I brought in the best experts in the game, the people that are teaching me and training me, and I'm gonna share that with you because it's not too late to understand Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies and the blockchain and to make money with it. So to sign up for my new Bitcoin Crypto Academy and learn how to invest, how to make money in this new exciting space, I'm gonna open up room for a few of you to have early access to the new online mentor mastermind. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast to learn more. So I'm testing the mastermind. So I'm just gonna let a few of you in at a low price and uh, it's already filling up quickly. So if you wanna get in, I'll let a few of you in. So go to tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast, all one word, tylopez.com slash Bitcoin podcast. If the course is closed, when you get to the page, put in your name in the waiting list. You missed out on the first round. Uh, and if you see it, welcome to the group. I'm glad you didn't procrastinate. Okay, back to the show. How many people here are affiliates that also run their own product offers? How many people here do third party? They promote for something else. So it's more of that. So maybe 2018, a cutting edge thing you can do is for those of you who only push other people's products, find something cutting edge you can push yourself. All right, so I also need to talk about the subject matter of my speech. So another thing that I consider cutting edge trend that a lot of you, I will give you my formula, you can steal it from me, and I can't even say I invented it, but I use it a lot. So edutainment is one. So basically making your content much more fun. And you see this being done a little bit. So I use edutainment and you can make a lot of money. You can make 50 million bucks. You can make 100 million bucks. I can tell you that. Those are real numbers that can be done. And some of you don't need to make that much. Make 500 grand. So let's, let's dissect edutainment, what I mean by that term. Because it is cutting edge still, even though it's 2018. Number one, it has education in it obviously, the first word, the EDU word. And then the second is the entertainment side. So think about the school. Who here thinks they had the world's best? Who here went to public school? Raise your hand. Under, not, not necessarily college, but 
junior high, high school. Okay, who here looks back and goes, greatest experience of my life. I learned precisely what I needed to learn. Anybody have that feeling? One, where did you go to school? Were you, was Elon Musk your teacher or something? <laughs> what, what happened to you? That, that you're the first time somebody's ever raised their hand in it. No matter how big the crowd is, people universally hate their childhood education because it's basically centralized and idiotic. Probably the best way to put it, but educate, everything else has changed in the world since the 1800s. We do not have the same medicine. Your doctor, before he does surgery, he has figured out to wash his hands. 1800s, people are like, ah, what do you mean wash your hands? They would stick their he- hands in dead bodies, cadavers, do their dissections, then come and give birth, uh, help a woman give birth. 50% of women are dying and they can't figure it out. You know, Maybe it's a curse, maybe it's the air. Nowadays, we've improved. Doctors wash their hands for 30 minutes before they do surgery on you or something like that. You know, they go through this intense thing. Everything's better in medicine or, or changed. Transportation. This December 31st, I spent with my grandma in San Diego. She saw her 100th New Year's. When she was born, World War I was going. She's born February 1918. And I asked her, how did you used to travel around? She's like, horses. And she came to America on a boat. I said, what's your best memory in your life? She said, probably seeing the Statue of Liberty. So my grandma's a true American story and loves America for that. She's born in Germany. And transportation's changed. Who here has taken a boat last time they wanted to go to London? They had to zigzag. So my grandma said she got seasick. I said, how was the boat ride? She said, I got seasick. We were zigzagging. I'm like, why? She's like, U-boats. The Ger- Who here has ever traveled in fear of German U-boats. So everything's better in travel, business, communication, education. If you go back to when my grandma was a little girl, it's the same education. You sit in a room, boom, you have a teacher, generally has a book they're reading out of, chalkboard, and you memorize reading, writing, and arithmetic, which are valid subjects, but not that valid in a modern world in the way that they're taught. So each of us here, as we're on the internet, every time there's a problem in the world, you can either complain about it and get butt hurt, or you can make money from it and help the world simultaneously, which is what I call win-win situation. So when you start educating people, so let's say you have an offer. I'll try to apply this to pure. I'm not a pure affiliate marketer. I do do quite a bit of affiliate marketing, but for other people's products, but it's not my main income. If you are pushing, I don't know, a diet offer, Like, if you can make something genuinely educational and funny simultaneously, there's serious money in that, I'm telling you. I had a video where I bought a Lamborghini. This is one of the videos probably a lot of you have seen. I did about four variations of it. It passed 600 million views. 200 million people watch my stuff. It's it's a large number. So I can tell you, and that was a video where I showed Lamborghini which to the average person, I don't know what you were like when you're growing up, but when I was young, one of the rewarding educational things was like the Batmobile or something, right? Instead of me talking, instead of me pulling up my phone, and I did that in January 25th, 2015, I made this video, and I just had bought a Lamborghini, not for the commercial, I had bought it for um, Halloween. I was going to be Batman for Halloween, and I didn't 
and I, I wanted to get a car and I was like, I'm gonna go get a black. So I bought this black Lamborghini Gallardo and that was it for Halloween. And then three months later, I was at home one Sunday and actually my friend, is Alex Mayer here, Maya? So one of my business partners, we weren't business partners at the time. He had embarrassed me one time. He didn't know it because he's a hard worker and he's very lucky. His first business has now passed a billion dollars in revenue. He's done a billion dollars. So he was down in, San, in LA visiting me and he goes, I said, we should go out. And he goes, why? I said, I don't know. We've been working hard. He goes, Ty, recreation is overrated. Let's make money. He's a money-oriented guy. So that was a month before. That, uh, that Sunday, whatever it was, January 20-something, I was about to go out with my friends in LA and I texted them. I remembered that's why you need mentors, even if they're just friends. Their words ringing in my ear, his words ringing in my ear, like, Ty, recreation is overrated. So I remember, I literally said this to myself. I don't know if I've ever shared this in a video. I remember saying to myself, I was like, I wonder what I can do if I, I wonder what will get done tonight if I just cancel and focus on working. So I texted all my friends. They were going to a club and I'm like, I'm gonna stay in, get some work done. And then I didn't know what to do because I had, so, I, you know, you got too many things to do. So I had this, it, it's, I saved the phone. It was not this phone, but it was the same green case. This is my lucky color in phone cases because I took that phone and I went in my garage and it was unscripted. I hadn't read anything out. And I knew I had a black Lambo in there. I was like, I should make a YouTube because I was just starting to use YouTube. I'd only done YouTube for a couple months and nothing really had big had hit. So I just grabbed this and I was reading something about Warren Buffett. And I was like, should I start with the educational side in this video? Should I bore people by going, okay, value investing by Warren Buffett. You need to understand how to, you know, figure out the present value of a future sum of money. Like that video probably would not have been entertaining gone viral. So I just went, I'm here in my garage. Just got this uh, Lamborghini, you know. And then I started talking. I think the video is like three to five minutes. And I threw in education. At the end, I was like, basically the point was, everybody wants a Lamborghini, but you get, the way you get it is these books, which is basically downloading the intelligence of a whole person's life, 40 years, a career, in one little book you buy for 10 bucks. And I was like, if you download enough of those into your brain, you become a money-making machine. And it's true. I had actually learned that Warren Buffett wrote a book for five-year-olds, for kindergartners. And the first chapter says, the more you learn, the more you earn. So the, in that Lamborghini video, I first show the Lamborghini and then I talk about it. And that, I launched that video and it went insane. And I had this program called the 67 Steps that I decided to monetize the video on the back end. And I had a conference like January 29th or something four days after that. And this thing starts going viral. Boom, boom, we start boosting it, you know, boosting it. No idea that this thing would go like that. And I remember I had a conference in the Roosevelt Hotel, January 29th. And one of my marketing guys was sitting in the back and I'm giving a talk like this. There's 400 people, whatever. And he's in the back. I can see he's laughing back there. I'm like, what the hell? So I when I'm done speaking, I go, I'm like, what's so funny? Are you watching like YouTube viral videos? He goes, I'm refreshing the income pay. I think we made $110,000 while I was sitting up there uh, on stage. Because guess how much YouTube 
Now YouTube video is a lot harder. Who here has tried to do YouTube video? It's not the same. I was like the only person that was in a brand in the world buying YouTube videos. So you're buying clicks for, you're buying views for like a penny. Now it's quadruple or more. And you just make it. He was, he's like, this is funny, man. He's like, every time I refresh, it goes up a thousand dollars. It's like ding, ding, ding. So that's the power of one, catching a trend. Two, working when other people are playing. But not just working hard, but working smart, incorporating in these tactics. And three, that's the power of edutainment. There's no way a video. There, that video is the most watched business video in history of mankind. And it's not even a pure video. There's nothing even close. Find one business video with 100 million views. So I have about five versions if you add them all together. I think about, it's billions of people. It's a it's been seen more than a billion times. YouTube doesn't count it as a view if it's, I think, under 30 seconds. But trust me, you get a lot of branding from 29 seconds that you didn't pay for. So you, you're talking in the billions, and it's not because I'm smart. It's just because going back to 2001 when I'm sleeping on that couch, I started to, to figure out a simple formula, which is you got to catch trends while the whole world is blind to it. And edutainment, believe And you know what the crazy thing is? Very few people. Alan Nation, the same mentor in like 2003, told me, he goes, the crazy thing you're going to find in your business career. And I did not believe this guy. He said, you're going to do something. It's going to make you a shitload of money. You're going to go on stage, tell everybody what you did, and nobody's going to do it. Because I used to say, I can't tell people what I'm doing. He goes, dude, people are arrogant. They're cocky. They're lazy. They procrastinate. He's like, tell the whole world. He's like, in fact, tell the whole world. What if, he said, if you keep it secretive, then people start going, oh, I got to figure out this tie guy. If you just tell them, they're like, that's too obvious. That can't work. <laughs> no way. Just, ah, ah. <laughs> Here it is, 2018. Alan Nation, probably the smartest man I ever met. And a lot of his words ring true. And that's one of them. So I guess the thing for everybody here is when... when the world is cynical. Get excited. 2007, I remember with this real estate thing. Boy, 2007, everybody was excited about real estate. And I was like, let me fix my real, because I was investing in real estate. I'm like, let me change my holdings. And sure enough, 2008, when you, like Warren Buffett says, when the tide comes in, you see who's swimming naked. Whole world was swimming naked in real estate. And I was lucky enough, not because I was smart, but because I remembered these guys smarter than me. And I didn't get hurt at all because I had changed my portfolio. Now, you might say that might be what happened in Bitcoin. I'm not sure it's a, the right analogy, but maybe it is. So I was at this crypto watch thing. And one of the things that I like the guy said there is if MSNBC is saying to buy Ripple and Litecoin, look for something else. It's too late. It's too late. It's too late.